0: Welcome to the Staffing RecOps Podcast, where we interview leaders from high volume staffing and recruitment firms on the operations strategy and business processes that they've implemented or are implementing. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcoming to the show today, Simon Gardner. Simon, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, James. Thanks for having me on.
0: Simon is based in Portsmouth, Hampshire, in the United Kingdom. Uh, incidentally, I noticed from Simon's LinkedIn profile that we were both studying business at Portsmouth University at the same time, some 20 years ago, overlapping with each other. We likely walked past each other on campus, small world. Uh, Simon started his recruitment career in 2007, spent three and a half, almost four years, working for a local agency before branching out and co founding Carrington West. With his business partner James Fernandez, Simon. When I reached out to invite you onto the podcast, and I mentioned onboarding, uh, onboarding retention and reskilling as being the overarching topics for the quarter, I was coming at it from the perspective of what do staffing and recruitment agencies do for their candidates and workers? But you have something to talk about with us today that is more inwardly focused, enabling you to achieve improved external results. Can you? enlighten the audience what's the story behind Carrington West and what's the approach you've taken with your own employees
1: yeah so um it's uh, it's been a 12 year journey um and we actually started uh the business in January 2011 um as you quite rightly said we were working for uh, a recruitment company um just down the road um they were they They were thirty years old um, whilst we were there, so they're sort of what, kind of forty you know coming up for mid forty year old now. so they're they were you know they they were a, a decent business to to learn and cut our teeth with. but we felt that um, there there were some issues with the with the working environment, and there were some um you know some really strange answers to some really important questions coming out and going into. The global financial meltdown, uh, which was 2008, 2009, 2010. So we, we left in the Christmas. Um, there, there was two of us initially, and then we were um quite closely followed by um Nick and Alex.
0: So, sorry, um, that's where you met James when you're saying we.
1: That's right, we we, we actually met it at, at uh, he was actually my team leader, um, and so we were essentially being asked to to start again internally. Our, our market was sort of fairly decimated actually during, during the recession. Um, and we were asked to being, uh, we were asked to sort of almost start again within other parts of the businesses, different markets, which um, would have meant you know eventually a big drop in commission, et cetera, et etc. And we thought, well, you know look, if we've been asked to start again. And there's issues, long-term issues with with the, the you know, the working environment and the sort of fairly unflexible approach they had at the time. I, I believe they have fixed that now, which is great. Um, why not really start again? So we, we decided to, to up sticks and, and, and go and set up on our own. Um, and that first 12 months was a real challenge. It was, we actually, we actually set up in my brother's garage. So, yeah, so we set up um, on our own um, and it was a, you know, really exciting time. It was, it was the 3rd of January. It was the start of a brand new year, um, but we, you know, to keep costs low, and we had to because we only had, I think, £10,000 um, between the two of us <laughs> um, to, to both set the business up and to actually run our lives, um, which was a, which was a shameful amount of money actually because of um, you know, because we, we worked for well, me three and a half years and James at the time about five or six, um, earning, you know, six figures, um, which for a sort of someone in your mid twenties in 2007 was a hell of a lot of money. You know? so, um, t- typical so,
0: salesperson that comes in, that goes out. Yeah, uh, It was
1: unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's a lot of money these days, but 15 years on, um, to think we only had, you know, pennies really to show for it. Um, but you, you, you just, you just think the good but times going to last forever. It's a
0: big it's a big risk. You must have really felt that risk when you were setting up. We did. Um, I'm asked this question quite a lot, but, um, and the answer
1: I always give is, um, it's, it's a risk to set up, but the greater risk was taking no action. I, I think, um, the greater risk was, you know, um, we sort of looked at it fairly pragmatically and we said, look, um, you know, the the you know the kind of contractors that we built up we both worked in interim recruitment um the contractors and and the and the plan as we called it back then that we built up was was gonna dwindle anyway you know it was gonna go anyway. Um, you know those, those good times under under Blair, no real sort of look you know look at any public budget was was due to um, was due to end. Um, and there was something coming down the road that we couldn't really do much about. Um, we worked. We worked in mainly local authority markets, which meant that the budgets we we had about a year's lag on on any real effect. So we could see all the teams around us starting to um, dismantle in the private sector a bit more immediate. Some people moved to Australia. Some people, you know, some people went travelling. Some people went and became a primary school teacher, you know. And we had some really good recruiters back then. But um, I think that was the sign of the employer. The you know the minute that the the, uh, you know, economic environment turned, turned difficult. There was, they had bought very, very small amount of loyalty from their, from their staff because of the way they were essentially treated. So, um, and it so, can't, it
0: can't have gone down well that after you left, you had others following you.
1: Um, it didn't, it didn't, but you know, we've had people leave here and no one's followed them. Um, and I think it comes down to, um, yes, they were angry, um, but who, who, who should have they been more angry at, you know, uh, us or, or themselves, um, you know, they, they, it, it you know, thankfully now, I mean, oh, I'm still quite still friendly with a few of the sort of senior management, you know, as, as they moved up, um, and, and it has, and it has changed. I'd like to think it's companies like ours that have offered an alternative, and um, that has forced them to change. Um, and you know, they, they try to stamp us out, um, you know, they, they called us a flash in the pan. Um, and we were an annoying, you know, stone in their shoe for a long time. Um, and now we're actually a quarter of the size of that business, um, in 10 years, uh, may, maybe, maybe slightly larger. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I it didn't go down too well. Um, however, um, I think without that experience um, and they did train us very very well um, but and, and we've taken the best bits of that training and then and taken it on another level. Um, you know we've won two national awards um, back to back the uh, the previous winner of the of the national award for induction and training was uh, that we won was Lloyds Bank. Um so we don't take it very lightly in terms of you know how how we treat people coming out of uni um we're very very serious about people's just, uh, development um
0: so, so this this is the real focus isn't it about yeah so piece?
1: so that's it and and, and i think coming com, coming on to that, i think it was really you know it, quite a lot of what we did um back then was maybe in spite of 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 the environment around us, so we thought look if we're going to be asked to start again and there's no sort of legs, have, you know, wanting to stay here much much longer, and, and you know not be allowed to, to do basic things. Why don't we set up and we can create uh, an organisation that, um, you know, is, is is going to be in one a community that we want to that we're proud to be part of, um, and two, you know, really look to impact the community. Um, now that's easy to say when there's just two of you, two laptops, um, and your, per, your personal mobile phones, um, for, I mean, for the first 18 months, it was literally survival. And that came, that, that was questionable, but numerous times. And this is the advice I'd normally give people. You know, I've just signed a three-year contract with Portsmouth Uni to um, speak to their entrepreneurial classes. And, and, and i give, I think I have to do, you know, a couple of talks every year. And my advice is, look, we were, I mean, we were the experts in our field within our industry um the year i i left i i was awarded the the uk's contract recruiter of the year nationally um and james was excellent at what he did he was in the top 3 of a, of a 500 people business um and having all that knowledge and all that skills and all the contacts and everything we still almost failed um so you know, we I do hear people say, um, I get quite a few DMs and I quite get a few LinkedIn messages from people wanting to set up a recruitment company. How do you do it, et cetera, et cetera. And I always ask back, look, I am I'm, I'm happy to give you a bit of free advice. Um, you know, how long have you been a recruiter? I oh, know I've never I've never done recruitment. And I I and I just think, you know, um there is a there's an issue in the industry in general where people just think we're here to send a couple of CVs around. Um, you know, we're here to sort of match uh, a, a job spec and just send over someone's cV and you know oh my god how much um, and that there, there, there really isn't um, an appreciation for one uh, the size of the industry which is the fifth largest economy in the uk um, and two um, the difference in impact it makes to 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 you know to to the Sme market in particular in this country um, and for the free service it provides the candidates which is I think an excellent you know why wouldn't you use an agency? Because one, you're not charged. Two, you're you're shown the breadth of the market. Three, um, you know your 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 skills are promoted above, you know uh, people that, you, you know, you, you know. I mean nepotism isn't a thing. If 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 an agency is, is, is sent you in, um, it's not necessarily who you know. It's is what you know and what you can demonstrate. Um, so, so yeah, we we did we did focus on on um uh you know eventually how to create a really good place to work but there was a journey through that you know initially we wanted to get to about 10 people um you know we wanted to our our goal. sorry
0: simon you said sorry you said you you started with an ethos that you wanted you wanted to create a community that that was outwardly focused was it you wanted to to have that position in the market and then how did that switch to thinking about how you wanted to build the team internally yeah so we we wanted to build
1: um, a community in terms of, you know, our internal staff and our internal team and, and cu- more of a community um, kind of feel. Um, but that came about, you know, for the first for the first year or so, I think we just had our heads in our sand just trying to, you know, literally make as many placements as we can to pay our mortgage. It got that basic. Um, and our first hire was a hugely experienced um, friend and colleague that we hadn't seen for a year. So he left Our previous organization about a year before we did he went off to do something else that didn't quite work out so he gave us a call and he said look you know um i'm looking to get back into it my post terms were six months i've done a year um and we were like well you know um we'd been operating for about um six or so months and we just finally built up a small monthly revenue to start to allow allow ourselves a, a small Monthly payment, and I mean, I mean, five hundred pound a month. Okay, so that took about six months to build up from scratch. Um, and I think my mortgage at the time was six hundred. James had a mortgage, roughly the same. He lived in Chichester. I lived in Portsmouth. So finally, after six months, to to think, oh my god, we might actually be able to cover ninety percent of our mortgage here. You know, this was going to be a huge luxury. Then our previous colleague gave us a call. And we were like, you know what, this makes total sense. You know, um, he he he'd made sort of 40, 50 placements a year out um, of previous company, even half of that, because it's a brand new brand and we haven't got the infrastructure, even half, maybe even a third, that's still gonna be profitable, let's bring him in. And for the remaining six months, he made two, two placements. Um, and for whatever reason, he just no longer believed in the service, believed in whatever, I don't think. So, you know, we had our first hire, we we were faced with our, our, our first Christmas, um, which was 12 months in, uh, two or three days before christmas um he'd just come back from paternity leave his first child three days before christmas and we were like look we actually are either gonna wind this down and go and get jobs or the only way we can save this is by letting you go um and we're gonna have to now forego another four or five months with no salary again um and that's what we did so either way he there was no way he, we, he could carry on he you know he 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 gracefully backed out um, and that first Christmas was, you know, the worst, not just the worst Christmas I've ever had, but it was actually the worst uh, period of time. You know, we've let a friend go, a new father, three days before Christmas. Um, it was it was devastating. And, and, and by now, you know, we, I'd always envisaged the, the end of the first year, a bit of a celebration. You know, God, we, we made it. Most companies don't make it this yeah. far. Um, and actually, I won't, you know, I won't deny it. But over that Christmas period, I was looking at other jobs. I was looking at um, way back into just paid employment that, that I could take all the stress away. But we sort of reconvened. So how
0: did you turn it around from there?
1: So we reconvened in the January. Um, and I, I remember um, we actually, we did what all, you know, business owners under total stress do. We went to, um, we went to the harvester, um, believe it or not. And um, we went to the harvester on Eastern Road um, and we sat there and we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? that's all we could afford. Um, you know, we stayed all day for the salad bar to fill up. Um, and we just, and um, and for the first time, my, my, um James, uh, he, he just drew out on a piece of paper, like uh, an org chart of like 50 people. And, and I, you know, and we were chatting, and he was like, look, this is what this could become. Um, and I remember we'd been in this place a few times um, that year. Um, we, you know, we used to have our weekly meetings in there like every other Friday or whatever. And um, the waitress that we got quite friendly with came over and said, what's this? And um, James said, this is our business in five years time. And um, she was like, uh, okay. Bearing in mind she knew that we sometimes had to get like ashtray change out of the car to, to, to pay for our meal. Um, And by the way, my car was a 200 pound Citroen Saxo um, with no power steering. And by now I'm 28. Okay. I should be, you know, all my mates at uni were off living nice lives. And this is when Facebook was popular and you could see it. And I'm like, I can't afford to pay for some chicken. So this 50 person org chart was like the first time that we'd cast the fishing rod way beyond the little pond and much further down the road. And, um, you know, although we didn't have an answer to her as to how we were going to achieve it, we that was the first sort of vision that we'd set. And since then, we set a new, a new vision every sort of 12 to 18 months. Um, and there's real skill in writing a vision. But we, we just simply said, and I remember having a chat with my dad, and I said, look, he, he said, if you want to attract really good people, whether they've got experience or not, you just need to create an attractive place to work. And we were like, Christ, yeah. We, we've been busy building a recruitment company. So we wrote the goal January 2012 to become the UK's best employer. Okay which was mad because we're still in a garage with two laptops that were really slow and we were back on the fingerless gloves because it was cold and it was January and we needed to type and make calls, but we had the, we had the, we had the vision. So day by day and week by week, and month, years rolled by, we're being pulled towards a vision that we know we're going to be the UK's best employer. and every decision every micro decision consciously or subconsciously was trying to get us to that point so in came um, some holiday software in came some absence management in came um, a health plan in came etc 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 and each time we were faced with the decision it was will this get us to 50 people will this you know yet we're keen on this crm we're keen on this bit of product we're keen on this bit of software we're keen on this process Will 50 people be able to handle this process? Yes, fine. So even though we were two, four, six, ten, we were making decisions that that we didn't want to change any process up to about 50 people. We thought 50 was going to be our cap, um, and we're at about 110 now. Um, and it's really because we looked way beyond what we thought was even possible.
0: Um, and so, so you, Simon, were you sorry? Were you looking at what other? leading recruitment agencies were doing in terms of benefits and working hours and lifestyle or were you looking external to recruitment? Yeah so
1: we weren't we weren't interested in recruitment anymore we were interested in the best employees in the country um, so our primary focus was we are going to be the UK's best employer that happens to actually operate in the recruitment industry um, before that priority was number one we're a recruitment company number two to ten field jobs um, which is so, so short term. So we we do. We've we've implemented a few things. Um, we we've got a platform where we ask um, each team member one question a day. Um, it comes through on an app, um, and it's you know uh, one of you know rate us on etc cetera, etc. Cetera, and we feed we and and we 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 gather feedback. So we've asked thirty thousand questions in the past twelve months of our team. Um, in there you can um you know you you, you ask for feedback they can be specific there 's a text box or they can just rate you um there 's a n- hundred different ways to ask about whether you 're enjoying your job so we 've got like six basic pillars um uh, commission and remuneration et etc et etc or six pillars and thirty to forty different questions for each one and it tumbles down into each pot and you can see where you where you 're stood um um, and, you know, we take the suggestions very seriously um, and we're humble enough to realise that we don't get it right all the time and we listen and we we implement the change. So the changes could you know, we, we get suggestions on there, like there's never any teaspoons to, um, you know, why don't we completely change uh, the way we operate in terms of X, Y, Z and, and everything in between. Um, we've got extremely transparent career paths. So, you know, we don't operate a system where, you know, you got to wait for Julie to leave before you're promoted, the ninety-five percent of our career paths here are totally individual and reliant on yourself and your own output. Um, we've got, uh, as I said, we, we've won back to back.
0: Sorry, Simon, on on, yep. on that point, playing playing devil's advocate. Yep. That, there's a lot of recruitment agencies that would do that, though, isn't there? Say if you if you you're billing ten k a month, if you get to fifteen k a month or twenty k a month, we'll we'll promote you. Yep. Is is there more to that? Promotion criteria. Or? So
1: um, we use it to upskill. So the so the so the billings is just merely opens the discussion. Um, it's not right yet. You 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 bill more than anyone else. You're the manager. Sometimes the biggest billers. Most of the time, the biggest billers don't make the best managers because they think in a very different way. Um, so that that that's something to 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 think about. But the issue is, we do probably fifty things. And there's no one silver bullet. You know, I was explaining it to someone the other day on another podcast about it being a game of Jenga. Um, They say, how have you created a culture? And I say, well, I don't really know. Um, But what we do is we put these building blocks in. And the issue is, um, like culture, you can put building block, building block, building block, building block with hundreds of different, you know, small blocks. There's no one silver bullet. Um, You pull the wrong one out of the bottom, the one. And the whole thing comes tumbling down and that is really how I explained it. Um, you do see some of our major competitors locally copy things we do and I think other people get upset about it you know when I've got my um lizard brain uh, on I, I do as well but actually I take it as a compliment you know people it's when they stop copying you you need to start worrying and I think um, you know We've So our benefits package gets copied, our, our incentives gets copied, et cetera, et cetera. But they copy individual things. And what you can't copy is the intent behind it. Because the intent is we are here genuinely as third party, as, as, as the owners of the business. We're here as third party behind the customer and the team member. Genuinely, we are third. Whereas you see other, you know, you, you, you do get questions. Um, about how you can be seen to be this, seen to be that. And it's not about being seen to be anything. It's about genuinely um, seeing yourself as third. Whereas most, especially in recruitment, you'll find that most business owners, they see themselves as as top.
0: So you said this has been a 11, 12 year journey. Yep. And you've got to the point now where you've started winning those awards. So sorry, what were the awards that you've won? So um, we've won... We've won
1: fifteen national awards um, for various things, but in on my fortieth birthday um, in November last year we actually won the uk's best employer um, which was um, the real cherry on the top um that was from investors in people um so there is, I don't think there's a bigger award than that um, so there's only two thousand companies in the uk that had the platinum employer status and then you get submitted into um, you know who's the best of the platinum, and we won that. Um, so that was—I uh, wasn't there unfortunately because I was um,
0: on the sofa with my two kids because it was my fortieth birthday. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. Um, so so what's what's next, Simon? After that, what's do you, do you retrace that award every year? Have you got a new goal? What's, yeah, I, what Yeah, I, I,
1: I mean, I think the I mean the awards are, are nice, but it, it's you know, I, I think. You just need to see that as a as a as a platform rather than an end. Um, you know, it's that's the. I mean, for me, every time I come in, it's day one. You know, I, I see I see the last twelve years is really uh, as building a platform that really we can now sort of take dive from. Um, you know, a lot of people. Uh, I you know we get the question a lot of the time. Well, you know what? How much longer are you going to be doing it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think I've, we've only just started, really. Um, and you know, it, it it's about taking things to the next level, you know, now we, we need to, we need to, we need to grow. We need to grow the team. We, grow, we grew by 26 people last year. Um, we managed with some difficulty uh, throughout certain parts of the year to, to keep the culture together. Because, you know, we, we could hire, we could hire another hundred people this this year if we wanted, but you'd see the the culture totally dilute and actually people start to leave because oh, it's not like it used to be. So you need to, you need to mesh the culture in with the people coming in they need to feel it breathe it and start operating in the way that everyone operates but at the same time move it along quick enough so that the people here have got management opportunities and there they can keep growing and developing um so it's a real tightrope to walk um and um you know in the last uh in the last year or so, um and especially during the pandemic, you know, these the, these have been the great separators for us. So, you know, during the pandemic we we only, we only furloughed four or five people. Um and that was, you know, either single parents or people that just literally couldn't couldn't operate from home. Um and people that just, you know, for whatever reason were struggling, which is fair enough. Um but we we, you know, our, our competitors were mass furloughing their entire teams. And it took a bit of persuasion, um, in particular to me, I was, um, you know, I was up for, I was up for making sure we didn't go bust. Um, but, um, you know, uh, after a bit of a whiteboard session, you think, no, actually, this is a, this is an opportunity because, you know, some of our markets are emerging markets. You've got a competitor down the road that have got six or seven people. They're all making 30, 40 calls a day into that market. We've got two. Um, you know, we're ne- in that sense we're never going to catch them unless we throw real money at it. If they stand their team down for six months. This is. The, this, the goal's open and it's never going to be open again for a two or three generations so we we used it as a as a real separator um and whatever's going to happen this year and next you know fingers crossed will we, it, it won't be as bad as some people think uh, won't be as good as some people think but um this isn't the time to, to shut up shop and and to stick your head in the sand and to let it pass this is the time to get on the front foot get aggressive um because these these are the moments you know when the going's good everyone's hiring. When the goings are tough, if you're hiring, you're double, treble, four times, five times the size of your competitors. You know, we've we've got a competitor in the same building that was at 30 or 40 people when we were at two, and they're at 50 now and we're at 110 or whatever it is. So, you know, it it these things can be done, it just takes belief and it takes a real strong vision. Um so yeah, so you know, we we've worked on building a building a strong culture. That's the most important thing to us you know uh, we we we'd rather maintain the culture than, than grow and if you can do both then, then that's perfect
0: so you were talking earlier about every 12 to 18 months you sit down again and you review this this goal what are we aiming for now um without giving away any secrets your your secret recipe or anything what kind of things are on H- have you recently done that is it coming up again soon yeah so, so
1: um yeah it, it is an internal one um um but I'll give you, so we've got six directors now and we met, six of us met um, three, four months ago um, to set our next 18 months vision. It took six of us, you know, if you add all those salaries up uh, for for half a day, you know, it's fairly, fairly pricey. I mean, it was 138 vision, 138 word vision and it took six people all morning. Um, That's the value we put on it um and it's subtle every word has to really justify its presence within with it within the vision because it's read so often you know it's read
0: and then so you once you've come up with that vision you then roll it out to your employees yep. how
1: um how, how do you yeah so various ways so um pretty much most days um and you need to with a, you know with over 100 people some people don't read emails some people don't listen when you talk. Um, some people, uh, we, which is fine. You know, there's no right or wrong. We all learn in different ways, so you need to hit each sense most days. And that's the messaging. So um, if there's, you know, we we usually do a half year. Uh, we do a summer update. We've got there's a big auditorium downstairs. We do a summer update, and then we do a Christmas update, and it's 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 amazing. You, you so we might have seven or eight speakers. Um, and there's only three messages, um, and they're repeated in different ways every five or ten minutes. But I don't, I think, it's really subtly different. This is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. Don't forget this. Blah blah blah. And then it, and then our head of marketing might come along, and she, and her team's put together a video, and in those videos, same three messages, um, and it's just subliminal the whole time. And that's you, you know, that's how you do it. It's. I, I read something the other day. Um, see, you know, uh, you know, the term CEO should be changed to CRO, Chief Repetitive Officer, because that's all they just repeat, repeat, repeat every time you meet. Oh, don't forget we're doing this, we're doing this, because when we go to so and so, you'll be so and so, and you're and you're you're spelling out a vision. Um, and what we also do is we get each member of staff to write uh, their own twelve-month vision. And then you kind of get to know, I mean I've kind of got away that I only managed 17, 18, um, but I know what each of their annual visions are um, and I say look don't forget in September you, you're going to be you're, you're going to be here, you're going to be here, you're going to be doing this, you'll be promoted by October and you're, you're, you, before you know it it's actually going to be hugely unusual if they don't because it's not something that's written put in a drawer got dusty That's why so so much effort is put involved into writing this stuff because it's seen and consumed tens of thousands of times by by the people we've got. Um, And you know, in different ways. We do a monthly sales awards, um, it's on the wall in the kitchen, you'll see it on mouse mats, pops up in your screensaver. um, You know, you hit them every time, you hit them, hit them, hit them. And then it's going into their mind in different ways. Um, and they start to actually and live and it, feel. They feel what they know what it's going to feel like to achieve something. And when you know when when you can get into someone what they what it's going to feel like to be promoted or feel like to place their one hundredth person, it, it's a really difficult thing not to not to chase because it's innate. Simon, is it
0: quite a typical? structure in terms of management there's yourself and james you mentioned there's six yeah, directors yeah. now you you're promoting people so you've you've got management layers within you've got teams you mentioned you've got a marketing manager do you have any other kind of supporting roles operations or or any unusual roles that are um for not, not particularly um i mean so it's predominantly yourself and the other yeah, directors so, so, and managers that are we, always yeah, we've through. got,
1: um, So, I mean, the way I see it, I mean, I, I see it as four co-founders, you know, because uh, Alex and Nick um, joined us about a year in. Um, and I really see, you know, Carrington West really starting in its proper guys when they joined. Um, so I see it as four 4 co-founders, really. <clears throat> we've got our, our sort of superstar, that's uh, um, uh, director Blaine. He he started, um, where were we? Uh, probably about two years in um 18 months something like that he started as a recruitment consultant he's now a director <clears throat> so he's the poster boy for what's what's possible for people that start we've got a finance director gavin um who manages sort of 20 20 plus people that look after the accounts and the finances and stuff we've got a marketing we've got hr we've got digital people that do digital marketing and we've got um we've got a business support team you saw jackie come in uh, uh, a uh, moment ago just to you know help help an old man like me up with the with the podcast and the and the speakers and things um so there's we don't skimp on on support um you know we really don't and i think uh, a lot of other sales businesses and recruitment certainly you know sales probably the hardest one you can do um they see it as a cost they see support as a big overhead a cost um in fact, our our previous company used to refer to <laughs> our previous company had two buildings um, facing each other, one for sales and one for what they call overhead towers. Um, and I don't know how uh, I don't know how integrated that made the support team feel. Um, if you think about it, um, they actually put them in a different building. Um, we would never do that, um, and they are, are our support. Team, um, you know, I don't even like to call them a support team. They've won national awards themselves, um, and, and really, some, you know, they are as they are as important, if not more important, than the salespeople. Um, they aren't a cost; they're an investment. Um, and and I think, you know, if you're paying a recruiter, however much to 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 operate their role, it would make no sense whatsoever <clears throat> to ask them to to do anything other than what you're paying them quite handsomely for. Um, So, you know, it's totally integral to, as soon as there's a mini job that appears, we hire a full time go for it type person. Um, And within six to 12 months after they start, which is their incubation period. And they are, they are at full, they are at full capacity when they hit their 12 months in a lot of other businesses, because they see it as a cost only, <clears throat> they'll hire someone when the need is there. When they're up to speed, they are swamped, and they are probably left. So that's the difference. You see, you spot things early, and you go, right, in 12 months, this is gonna be a full time job, probably about eight, probably, about, you know, it's probably two and a half days a week at the moment. But let's get them in. And let's let it gradually build up.
0: So you're, you're resourcing, you're resourcing your business not only as it is today, but as yeah. you
1: see it in yeah. 12 months, because that's what we operate. That's what we operate. We operate to a a 12 to 18 month
0: timescale. It's been really enlightening hearing about your business, hearing about your journey. Congratulations on achieving that over the last 11, 12 years. Um, I'm no doubt going to hear much more about you over the next 5, 10 years. I look forward to following your business as it goes. Thank you very much for sharing your story on the podcast. No worries. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Please like, subscribe and share and more importantly, let us know if there is someone you would like us to interview on the show and what you would like to hear them talking about. What strategic and or operational changes are you planning to implement in your staffing slash recruitment firm? Lastly, thank you to our sponsor employee providing front and middle office solutions to a range of staffing and recruitment organisations, on the Salesforce platform. That's all for today. James Lawton signing out.